September um, of 2019, um, I was reached out to by the Department of Health. Um, so basically, they were collecting a group of um, young researchers, uh, specifically young researchers, so they can um, get um, kind of a collective together um, of um, of healthcare professionals as well as PhD students, postdoctoral researchers, and um, kind of communicate the science in a digestible way to young people. Um, behind COVID-19 and um, at that time as well there was a lot of anxiety behind COVID nobody mm. really knew um, what it was and nobody was really aware of what the vaccine was and mm. um, I think the government as well are very bad when it comes to communication so um, it was just kind of put out there that you need to get vaccinated but people were unsure mm. why they need to get vaccinated the actual yeah. science behind it um, and I think our goal is to kind of um, give the science in a digestible way so people can make their own decision mm. Um, some people can't get vaccinated, some people can, um, but we just, our job is to give um, people mm. that, that information to, so they can make the, the right decision. And how have you found that, um, like that being your objective for the yeah. collective, have you found that you've been able to like proceed in that? Or Yeah, it's been tough uh, because um, the, the main medium which we work through is social media, so mm. we work through um, Instagram and TikTok because um, that's where a lot of young people mm-hmm. are getting their news from they're not getting their news from RT News yeah. or like the newspaper anymore um, it's been hard because there's a lot of misinformation out there as mm-hmm. well 
and um, misinformation flies more than oh, the actual truth, yeah, exactly. uh, which is quite frustrating as well. Um, Especially on an app like Twitter where it's like, we don't want, like, why are you coming yeah, up with facts? Like, exactly. we don't want the truth. Like. Yeah, yeah. And like, we're not on Twitter mainly for the reason that a lot of people have a lot of opinions. Yeah. I and mean, it'll just be a constant battle of mm. like, uh, fake pages being there and just tweeting mad, mm. <laughs> mad stuff. And um, combat that is very hard. Yeah. But yeah, it's been difficult. And um, we've been able to reach out to um to a couple of young people though, and um I think we've done a really good job. Mm. Um, I think we ran for about nine to twelve months. Um, so I think our new focus now will be kind of um our way out of the pandemic, mm. and kind of reaching out to people who are suffering with mental health issues, um, as well as um giving information of like where we are in yeah. the pandemic. Um, because it's not over. It's like as much as everybody no. says it's over, and like the restrictions are set to die mm. down now, and um, the COVID virus is still out there. Yeah. Like, and a lot of young people are still being affected by long mm. COVID. So these are things that we do need to talk about. Yeah. And like, okay, I was kind of I wanted to take it in bits, but <laughs> I think that's yeah, gonna yeah, go through. Yeah. So there are a couple like simple because I know you said that like we're literally three years into it, and a lot yeah. of people there's still a lot of false information. Like yeah. there are people who just don't know yeah. and people like only people who do rely on the news and the health literacy of our government and a lot of governments, unfortunately yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Um, and as someone like I study public health. So mm. for me, I stayed away from the news because mm. the first thing that triggered me was mm. when they said herd immunity after yeah. vaccination. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, was it even Donald Trump or even our government used it yeah. as well? They were like, oh, we're gonna fight this vaccinations herd immunity yeah, and it's yeah. like let me even just get the definition yeah. of herd immunity and like just so that i'm not yeah. paraphrasing yeah. nobody can say anything herd immunity occurs when a large portion of the community the herd becomes immune to a disease making the spread of the disease from person to person unlikely mm -hmm. the reason why this is not yeah. possible with covid is because there's a risk of reinfection exactly yeah. and it was like for me i was just like when I heard that, I was like, these people are idiots. Yeah, because especially with Omicron now as well, the, the risk of reinfection is a lot, is a lot higher. Yeah, like, so. it's just like, okay, so yeah. why? And it's like, I have, like, for me, I feel like a lot of people are mad at the government, but mm -hmm. they don't know how to direct their yeah. anger because yeah. that's the people that are giving them the yeah. information, right? And yeah. it's unfortunately, the government and a lot of institutions just breed, like, division yeah and the yeah. second they started this non-vaccinated vaccinated thing yeah. like it was like because i like i'm an immunodeficiency yeah, right yeah. and i was going on holidays and they were like oh you're gonna be more at risk now even mm. like now that you have a vac like but yeah, wait till yeah. you get the vaccine yeah and i was like but the vaccine doesn't stop yeah the spread and anything. even when you're yeah, yeah. listening to stuff it's like just yeah. stop the spread of covid19 mm. get back i'm like it doesn't like it's, it's, it's not been, really yeah it is it's, it's, it has been frustrating like and it, you're you're right there it doesn't stop you from getting it and it does reduce viral load but you can still spread it i think mm -hmm. the whole point of it is to kind of reduce hospitalizations mm -hmm. and then reduce severe disease as well yeah. like, that's the main aim of the vaccine mm -hmm. itself um, and that was twisted at the start mm -hmm. a lot of people and did get the vaccine and then they got COVID yeah. and they spread it out and people are outraged mm -hmm. and that's just because of the communication. Yeah, the literally. And, and the, the way it works is that NEFA communicate to the government mm -hmm. um, but the government make that decision at mm -hmm. the end of the day. They might not agree with NEFA and mm -hmm. go a different direction um, but 
method based their decisions based on the science and based on the models they mm. have at the moment um, and the actual facts the science yeah. of it uh, whereas the government they can choose yeah to, and to i think and i think a lot of people i think yeah. the government are keep throwing nefert under the bus because yeah, it's like yeah. nefert recommendations but it's the government who pass all of these things yeah, and unfortunately yeah, yeah. a lot of these things have turned into it's a money-making scheme, it's politics, yeah, it's the economy. Yeah, like yeah. Those things will always come before public health. Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. to the public eye, they are seeing public health and politics and the economy as the same thing. Mm. So it's like when people are bringing, when they're bringing in these restrictions, for example. Yeah, so yeah. let's say, okay, Nefet say six to eight people have to sit here. Yeah, and then people yeah. are like, oh no, that's just the government. But it's like, yeah. that, it doesn't make much of a difference, yeah. but there has to be some restriction because you can't, we're not going to be on top of each other like if yeah, there's a no, disease like do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, but yeah. then at the same time it's like nothing is like there's no balance yeah, because it's yeah. like you can't do this here but mm-hmm. then you can't use a you can't use an antigen test to fly yeah, you have to yeah. get a pcr because yeah. the pcr isn't do you know what i mean yeah, so it's like yeah. i can really get where like yeah. regular people who don't have exactly. any bit of yeah, like yeah. health literacy yeah. are getting really frustrated and yeah. i think like just for young people mm. i do think that we do base we we like misinformation misinformation yeah, is fun. <laughs> you know what i mean like so i think more interesting exactly yeah, yeah, so yeah. as annoying or as boring as it may be i mm-hmm. think we do need to have like a chance to talk about this in yeah. our own terms in our own way yeah, and yeah. yeah you've already started with a bit but i'm gonna ask you a couple yeah, yeah, frequently asked questions yeah. and they're simple questions but yeah. i generally don't think people yeah. know the, the answer yeah, to these things yeah. so um the first thing, which is very prominent, is why are there more cases of, I know we've kind of touched it, but yeah. I want us to discuss a bit why there's more cases this year, mm-hmm. even though like 80-something percent of the population is vaccinated. Yeah. Like, what would your opinion on that be? So, for me, um, based on the science in itself, like, um, as long as there's a, a population of people who aren't vaccinated, um, there will always be a chance for the virus to mutate. Mm-hmm. So for virus to mutate, it needs a reservoir. Mm-hmm. So it needs time to be within a host. And the purpose of the vaccine is to limit that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we know, it, a lot of young people will still mix within the population. Mm-hmm. Mixing is a natural part of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there is a combination of people mixing as well as a combination of people who aren't vaccinated, mm-hmm. uh, will still cause virus mutate and uh, unfortunately, the virus we have now, they are more transmissible. And mm. um, so as we go from months to months, um, there's viruses that are mutating, be- mm. becoming more transmissible. Um, and I think that's why we have a lot of cases right now. I think the, the first wave we had, I think the peak was about 8,000 cases. Mm. Up, and now we have a peak of about 10 to 20,000 yeah. cases. And um, like in this, in this fifth wave alone, there's about 280,000 yeah. cases and, and people are saying so, it is yeah. under like underrepresented as well because not yeah, everybody yeah. is like yeah like yeah. saying that they have it yeah exactly there. yeah and unfortunately um the, the most important thing is that within our hospitalizations and within our rcus um the pro- proportion of our population that are vaccinated about seven uh, unvaccinated about seven percent mm-hmm. and they represent about 50 percent mm-hmm. of people in icu and um who are unfortunately dying and um, although in this country our death rates aren't as high mm-hmm. i think this fifth day there's about 60 deaths or so which mm-hmm. isn't too bad compared to other places yeah. in the world um 
but what we're starting to see is that with these viruses um as they're mutating, uh, for example, the Omicron variant is more transmissible, but mm -hmm. it leads to less severe disease, which yeah. is a good sign as well, um, because it's pointing in the direction where hopefully um, within the next couple of years, we can reach herd immunity, yeah. uh, which is the goal. Um, so yeah, so as you were saying, like, yeah, from year to year, <laughs> the cases have gone mm -hmm. up and up and up, and it's just due to the nature of the, the, um, the COVID virus in itself. And I think without vaccines, mm -hmm. that would have, we would have reached that a lot faster. Yeah. Um, so, so if there wasn't that 7% of unvaccinated yeah. people, what would the opposite look like? Because we've already said that, and we've agreed that being yeah. vaccinated doesn't stop the spread yeah, yeah. Of, um, of spreading the yeah, COVID. Yeah. So to someone who, like you're saying that it's yeah. mutating and becoming less severe. So yeah, yeah. to someone who doesn't really care, it might be, okay, is that not better, mm. right? Like, there's more people who get colds, more people who get regular things. Yeah, it's not yeah. going to kill me, yeah, so yeah. why do I need to get vaccinated? If anything, yeah. I'm technically helping, yeah. because it's, do you know what I mean? If you're yeah, yeah, playing yeah. devil's advocate, I'm yeah. helping because now it's getting weaker. Yeah, so yeah. what would you say to someone who says, okay, what's the point in still getting mm. vaccinated if there is still yeah. a spread, regardless of mutation? Yeah. So I think the, the whole thing with that is that you might be completely healthy, mm -hmm. but it comes to people who are older and like immune compromised mm -hmm. um, are more vulnerable to severe disease and death. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it might be the case that a lot of people will just get it mm -hmm. and they'll be fine, but these are a lot of young people. Yeah. But if we look at our old populations as well, those are the ones that are in ICU, mm -hmm. those are the ones that are dying. So we do need to have a bit of compassion as well yeah. when it comes to that. And it's not just getting vaccinated for you, it's getting vaccinated for your parents, your, your uncles, your aunties, mm -hmm. and people you know who are immunocompromised or mm -hmm. are not as healthy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what I, I would say, yeah. I think it's like, it's so hard like living in this side of the world to explain mm. things like this because yeah. unfortunately we're extremely privileged that mm. we don't live in a country, like we, we live in a part of the world where a lot of severe diseases are eradicated. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, like in my line of work, like we have to deploy a lot of people to like Sub-Saharan Africa, Asia, yeah, yeah. Um, Middle Eastern countries. There is at least seven to nine vaccines and vaccine schedules that people have to go through yeah, and it's yeah. like those people were a bit easier to give the covid work to yeah, because yeah. regardless of going to these countries you have to have these things it's like yeah. going to an african country you need malaria prophylaxis mm. like you can't just go there yeah, unfortunately yeah. it's it's endemic in those countries yeah. endemic basically means like i think we need to okay yeah. epidemic <laughs> epidemic is yeah. essentially when um the amount of cases like mm. rises within one border yeah. pandemic across borders yeah. essentially covid it's all over the world endemic means now it's just normal within these borders so yeah, a yeah. flu regular flu is endemic to ireland yeah, yeah. malaria for example is endemic yeah. to nigeria yeah. people in that country will get malaria but they're not yeah. going to freak out yeah. but now if the cases of malaria start to kill people yeah. that's when that's it's going to become an epidemic yeah. again yeah. so it's like trying to explain these terms to people but it's yeah. like so take malaria for example. Yeah. You're not gonna argue, a European is should not argue with someone mm -hmm. in an African country yeah, if we're yeah. telling you to take malaria prophylaxis and you're like, oh no, malaria it's just basically the flu, right? Yeah, but yeah. people in Africa who've lived there their whole lives can definitely say that because yeah, they yeah. will react to it like the flu. Exactly. But then if you go there and you get it, the malaria is licking its lips. <laughs> like the mosquitoes are yeah, licking their yeah. lips, like and yeah. that and I think like that's a good like 
way to see an unvaccinated person. Like, you're yeah, just fresh yeah. blood. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. once again, it's almost like a get unvaccinated, you can't go cinema. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the priority. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. It's, it's what's annoying about the communication that um, because the re- these restrictions have been put in place, and it's like you you have to get vaccinated mm-hmm. to go to cinema or um, to to go to work in some mm-hmm. cases, even like which is which is terrible, mm-hmm. and that's not the reason you should get vaccinated. Yeah. You should get vaccinated and um, for the health of of others as well as potentially mm-hmm. yourself as well, because you don't know how you're going to react to. Um, to COVID in itself because as I said earlier on a lot of people are actually suffering from long mm-hmm. COVID and um, a lot of my colleagues a lot of my friends as well um, have suffered from long COVID mm-hmm. and um, they went through symptoms for like a year plus yeah. um, inspecting their ability to you know to exercise to, mm-hmm. to go to work um, even their certain cases like their brain function or digestion mm-hmm. have just gone out of whack yeah. and the bad thing about that is that we don't know enough about long COVID mm-hmm. at the moment to be able to treat it and there are studies going on in, um, in Ireland at the moment in St. James's, but it's just early days yeah. trying to understand um, long COVID. And, um, yeah, we really don't yeah. have the privilege of time. And unfortunately, yeah, yeah. we live in a society where we expect everything to happen exactly, like that. But quickly, all yeah, those other yeah. vaccines, all those yeah. other things that we've talked about, yeah. we have the privilege of time to know what schedule works. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's going to lead me on to my next question. Yeah. It's like, are we just gonna keep needing to get a booster all the time? At what point yeah. do we not need a booster? At what point and like yeah. how long is that vaccine validity going to be there? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. The honest answer is that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest. Um but it, it's hoped that it will get to a case where it's it's like the flu. Mm-hmm. Um where um the older population are the ones that are gonna be needing to get those boosters. Mm-hmm. Um and there is gonna be that that sense of herd immunity within the community where it's not going to lead to severe disease yeah. um, and the way the trends are going we're starting to see that now with the um, with the drop in the fifth wave now um, and Omicron being less severe um, and no variants of concerns as well popping up which is, mm. which is great like that's where we want to be I know the cases are very high at the moment now but it's, it's trending yeah. down very fast and um, I think that's why the government are now um, Recommending that we do get rid of some restrictions. Mm. Um, in my opinion, it's, it it's everything. Yeah, in my opinion, it's, it's too much. Um, they're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I open up you. everything. I think it should be kind of gradual, and um, because uh, the way the trends are looking now, um, it's looking that within the te- um, the next ten days, mm. the the um, the cases will really start to go mm. down. Hospitalizations will really start to go down, um, and then there will be a sense of mm. uh, normality. So. Um, all in all, like the hope is that we are out yeah. of this uh, very soon. Um, it might not be as soon as the government uh, like, or stays or like, would yeah. like, um, but maybe within the next uh, few months. Yeah. And hopefully this time next year mm-hmm. we're in a really good place. Feels like Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember booking like yeah. I remember like I have a group of like Twitter friends. Yeah, it was like yeah. November or maybe start of December. And we were like, yeah. oh, we'll book a flight. We we'll book flights for like end of January. Yeah, like, yeah. Has to be better by then. Yeah. What no. you know, a lockdown for Christmas, lockdown yeah, for yeah. everything. Thing, yeah, and I've got holidays booked as well. I don't know if they're happening, but like I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I'm literally yeah, in the process yeah. of like booking yeah. some now as well. Yeah. But like talking about um like restrictions and cases and stuff. Mm. If we're saying that it's more like the whole point was to mm. make less hospital hospitalizations, yeah. mm. then does it matter to keep looking at cases? Because mm. cases is not reflective right now of the yeah. severity of it. So yeah, what's the yeah. point in all of these numbers? Because 
realistically, telling me that 80,000 people have COVID, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, would it not be more beneficial to look at hospitalizations and those in, like, ICU yeah. then? Yeah. I think we, we do need to look at cases in the sense that we need to see how the virus is spreading within the community. Mm-hmm. If another variant pops up and we don't look at cases, we can't see... We don't have an early indication of what's happening. Mm-hmm. We don't know if there's a, a, a variant present that can be more severe. So I think cases in that sense is just to um, kind of survey the population mm-hmm. and see how the virus is growing, is it increasing or decreasing? And then we can make, um, kind of decrease the, um, the restrictions or public health measures mm-hmm. in relation to the cases. If cases are quite high, um, I think we need to then pull back, yeah. but if cases are quite low, we can kind of ease it up and then um, um, ease the restrictions and uh, kind of prevent the virus getting into the more vulnerable population. Mm. But I think cases are important in that, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. And how do you tell that yeah. this is a new variant? How do you go, that's Omicron, that's um, Decepticon, Qualamall <laughs> <laughs> Transformers, like, do you know what I mean? Megatrons over yeah, here, like, yeah, yeah. how... How do we know that this is a new variant? Because yeah. once again, as young people who already we live in a society where we don't trust the institutions, nor should we, because yeah, they've shown yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, how do we trust the same places that we depend on, mm. where they're not actually that trustworthy? Because it just seems like every day there's a new thing that's coming out, and it just seems, yeah. it just feels like you're just spreading false information. Like, yeah, so yeah. how how does one detect? So, um, in relation to COVID variants, there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of COVID mm-hmm. variants. Uh, we only hear about the Alpha, Beta, Gamma, um, Omicron, because they're variants of concern. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that cause disease and um, severe disease. But in, in terms of detecting it, um, I think Ireland at the moment now, we're up to about 50% sequencing. So what sequencing means is that uh, we extract samples from people who have been affected by COVID mm-hmm. um, and um, extract the DNA um, or the RNA from the, um, from the patients um, and then sequence it. And then based on how it aligns with previous variants and mm-hmm. the original um, COVID variants, we can see different amino acids and um, changes, which, um, which, are, which is a marker of a mutation. Okay. And the mutations that we're seeing in the variants of concern are those within the spike protein of the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, so the spike protein, what it does basically, it attaches to our um, human receptors and causes it to, the virus to enter our cells. Okay. Um, and mutations within the spike protein causes that the efficiency of that entry to be higher, um, as well as uh, multiplication within the cell, as well as um, releasing the virus from the cell. So mm-hmm. once this um, spike protein human receptor um, interaction is more efficient, that's mm-hmm. where we get more transmissibility within the uh, within the population, so those would be the variants and uh, variants of yeah. concern. Basically, yeah. in layman's terms, <laughs> Sorry, you just said, right? If you yeah. ever watched the first Spider Man, have you watched yeah. Spider Man? Yeah, when yeah. Peter gets bit, yeah. right, by those super Spider Man spiders, right, yeah. there's a computer and all their DNA is spinning a certain way. Mm. The second Peter's DNA comes into that, mm. it changes. So that's if that's if you want to remember what he just said, <laughs> because you don't need to know all these proteins, right? Just go watch the first Spider-Man. Oh, wait, one second. Are Marvel or somebody even pay me to come on? Anyway, go watch the first Spider-Man, yeah. and that's essentially what it is, right? Yeah, it just it it exactly. essentially looks different. It's just a yeah, different yeah. puzzle on yeah. under a microscope, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and going back a little bit, we were yeah. speaking about time, right? We don't have the privilege privilege of time with regards to speaking about 
the vaccine validity yeah. of the COVID-19 mm. vaccines, whatever. So if we don't have the privilege of time in that sense, why do we have a privilege in time and making the vaccine so fast and accepting it so fast? Okay. Um, so in terms of making the vaccine so fast, so I've heard this um, on I'm being a scientist myself, it, it is quite frustrating, mm. but um, vaccines aren't a new thing. So in terms of, um, I think a comment that's commonly made is the mRNA vaccine as well. A lot of people don't trust it mm. because they think it's a, it's a new technology mm. and it's just it's experimental mm. kind of thing. Um, but it's, it's been researched for so many years and there's been so much manpower put behind vaccines now. Um, a lot of research has been put towards that. Even when I was doing my PhD, I was mainly focused on malaria and African sickness. sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of grants put out for researchers to kind of direct their attention towards COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so with manpower as well, with the time spent developing these vaccines, mm-hmm. um, it hasn't really developed, been developed too fast. I think it's just kind of um, the, the importance and the urgency of getting the vaccines out there. Yeah. That's why we've been, they've been put out there. Um, and and COVID itself is yeah. a variant. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There, There is a SARS-CoV virus in itself, mm-hmm. um, but SARS-CoV-2 is a, the, the COVID-19 mm-hmm. that we see now. Um, and um, there is a vaccine for the SARS-CoV, the previous, um, the previous virus. Um, so that that as well accelerated the um, the design of yeah. the new vaccine based on similar structures within the two viruses. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a case of then modifying that vaccine um, and then testing it um, in vitro as well as in a uh, human clinical mm-hmm. trial. In vitro so just yeah. means not Sorry. <laughs> in a petri dish. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to move away from COVID yeah. because yeah, I yeah, personally yeah. am sick of it. Yeah. But I also think that thank you for yeah. breaking that down. Okay. Like I said, just go watch Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get one. No, joking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all of that was picked up through the Sidecom yeah. Collective, and I know yeah. I saw you on Virgin Media. So yeah. I think it's really cool to see people talking about it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But unfortunately, when something is so mainstream, it's hard to get the yeah. right information about it. And exactly. Like, like you said, like we're literally two years into something and it's almost like we haven't learned our lesson about it. Yeah, and I think yeah. people also forget that health behaviours like affect all of these things. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, the second people got vaccinated, yeah. people, there's less restrictions. So yeah, <laughs> even, even this time yeah, last yeah, year, yeah. Christmas last year, right? Yeah. There's naturally going to be more cases because yeah. this is like a communicable disease. Like it's infectious, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. so I have to be in contact with someone else. So mm. in isolation last year, yeah. we're what, seeing maybe six to 12 people, mm. maybe more if you're bad, 24, so yeah, I mean, yeah. right? But now you're literally allowed to go and do whatever you want. So yeah. vaccinated, unvaccinated, COVID, not COVID, you're mm. naturally just mixing yeah, with other yeah. people and there's an infectious disease in the room, so. Yeah, I think people are getting a lot more used to it as well. Yeah. And back then, if somebody caught COVID, it'd be like, oh. God. Uh, how, how did they, yeah. how did they catch it? Exactly. Kind of thing, but now, now like it's like everybody's. It's now it's almost like, the thing yeah, that yeah. we need to almost remove stigma from as well. Yeah, it's almost yeah, like it's yeah. like lice, right? Yeah, well, yeah. some of you need to have stigma when it comes to lice because it's like you know sometimes yeah, it's just yeah. something that happens. Like yeah. no matter how clean you are or whatever, it's something that can be unavoidable. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. and it's like unfortunately, once again, the government and institutions have pitted us against each yeah. other. And it's just like, okay, cool, you have COVID, you suck, you're unvaccinated, you yeah, suck. Yeah, so, I mean, and yeah. it's just like, 
No, at the end of the day, like people have the, the right to make their own decision, like, and it's it's with an asterisk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the right decision for them okay. in the situation, and like one that's based on the actual facts, mm-hmm. not not one that's based on politics or mm-hmm. what we're re- reading or seeing on social media, and um, because there will be a lot of people out there that will take advantage of this mm-hmm. as well. And, and they just, have, and I think for yeah. me that is the most annoying thing because, like, yeah. like you said, like. You are doing your job, like making yeah. vaccines or whatever. Like as a health professional, like mm-hmm. I'm like disseminating health information as best as possible. Yeah, but on yeah. top of that, now you have governing bodies saying mm-hmm. complete left and doing complete left exactly. of what they've been told, and it's like, yeah. obviously they trust these people more than they trust us because, yeah. like the grunt work that you've done or, or been part of, yeah, that's yeah. not like glamorous at all. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. people don't see your work or pharmaceuticals work, like. Yeah as part of it you're just listening to the government you're listening yeah. to bodies of people like yeah. at yeah. the same time they feel like governments aren't on the ground with people because they really aren't yeah. do you know what yeah. i mean yeah. and yeah. i think for me even studying public health i think that was the saddest thing that i found yeah. that people are now numbers yeah unfortunately yeah. like yeah. you may be affected by this thing but yeah. it's the health of the population that at the end of the day matters yeah. and we're saying 800 cases we literally just said 60 deaths like it's gone yeah. and it's not it's not clinically significant, but yeah. it's significant to us. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that yeah. that's the worst thing. Like we just change yeah. people's lives to numbers and stats, and it, it's yeah. it's almost dehumanizing in a sense. And it's just yeah. to see the way yeah. society has gone is very like upsetting yeah. in that sense. Yeah. So but um, okay, let's go. With well, to be fair, no, all of this, all of this is Okay. Um, yeah. Let's talk about big pharma, right? Okay. So you work with Pfizer. Okay. okay why did you? want to go into pharmaceuticals in the first place so like i think from secondary school i think and um, i kind of knew what i wanted to do and mm-hmm. um, i went to school in swords and um, very small school and um, north dublin um, and i had the opportunity to do a work experience in the nicb so national institute of Cell biotechnology up mm-hmm. in ecu um, and i worked with some graduate researchers on some cancer research projects and that's when I kind of grew to love science. And mm. um, I was also, I was always good at biology and chemistry as well. But I think, um, getting those experiences really kind of lit the fire and mm. being like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And um, unfortunately as well, back then I didn't really see myself um, in a lab coat. In a lab coat, <laughs> especially because the experiences I had, mm. there were no black researchers. Yeah. And um, I didn't think this was something that like I could do mm. or. Um, if, if I did go and do, mm-hmm. people would look at me like, oh, why is he over yeah. there or whatever. Um, but sure, I didn't let that stop me anyway. Um, I went on then to do medicinal chemistry in UCD. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, um, I went on to do my PhD in Trinity College then. And that's where I grew to love um, mm-hmm. drug development, and especially looking at infectious diseases and um, because these are diseases that are kind of hit home as well mm-hmm. in the case of malaria, Atkinson sickness um, and a lot, a lot of summers I spent in Nigeria as well I got malaria as well, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible but just seeing um, seeing people in Nigeria suffer from TB, suffer from malaria things um, that are eradicated over I mean, here exactly, like, yeah there's zero malaria how does that make, how does that make exactly. you feel? because yeah. like when I started working for yeah. a humanitarian com- uh, company, right, yeah. organization, the first thing as a black person yeah. that I think of is the history yeah. of these things with us, mm-hmm. right? There's literally a lawsuit against Pfizer for yeah. meningitis in yeah. Yeah. Nigeria. Like the yeah. CDC yeah. have done madness with African Americans, yeah. black people. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
and the the thing about it is these things are documented yeah right it's not a conspiracy like in yeah. Yeah. while you're studying help yeah. you're you're learning you're about these, ma- yeah. these malpractice so yeah. it's like it's almost it almost feels in a sense like obviously the point is to avoid malpractice mm. but at the same time it's almost like they're bigging themselves up because at the end of the day they did not pay out or they yeah. did not they still exist yeah. these companies right yeah, yeah. and these lives are still hurt so it's like yeah. how do you balance that where you were trying to be that representation you didn't yeah. see but at the same time like the name of the people you might work for might be tainted for certain families that you yeah. might be connected to yeah so one of the reasons why um because making that decision when i finished my phd to either stay in academia and kind of just pursue science in an academic um institution um versus going to industry um well specifically that um but what annoyed me about academia is that I, i did want to um kind of go down the drug development route within academia and um patent a few drugs that can actually save lives mm-hmm. uh, but there's not enough push there's not enough funding within like, academia to take projects that far mm-hmm. um because you could be making a lot of medicines that could be saving a lot of lives but there is no backing for example malaria i was working on um no company or institution in europe is going to fund that because mm-hmm. they're not going to make money off it exactly. um so and even i think that's yeah. why people were really upset about how quick covid was yeah the COVID yeah. vaccine was made because yeah. it was just because it was yeah i'm sorry like it was white majority white lives at the start of it yeah. like i remember yeah. when black people told me we thought that we had like reparations god had given us reparations we literally yeah. thought black people were going to be out here doing yeah. whatever chilling yeah. right yeah. but let's be honest like yeah. it's because it's like do you know what i mean sickle cell disease in yeah. england for example like yeah. people have to pay for drugs when it's under it's it's a mm. it's a what's the word um it's a it's what i'm looking for it's a chronic disease yeah it's, it's long term a lot of chronic diseases are um you get a medical card for it like the yeah, second like yeah. i got told like lucas it's like okay yeah. like i'm not paying 300 a month for medication yeah. i did not choose to be sick yeah, do you know what i mean like yeah, it's the same yeah. thing with sickle cell but mm-hmm. like you said it's yeah. the representation and the percentages of people in Within, in yeah, the yeah. uk so at the end of the day yeah they are a business and they are yeah. looking to make money and um, they are not going to invest in something that's basically not mm-hmm. going to make the money um, which is an, an unfortunate but um, I think my goal while I am in industry is to make that difference mm-hmm. um, I am setting off in a um, drug development team and my goal within the future is to basically lead that team mm-hmm. as well and steer, um, steer the company away from that direction mm-hmm. and look at diseases um, that are in Africa that are not just present within mm-hmm. Europe um, like TB it, it's, They love testing on this Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly um, but I think there, there, there needs to be something yeah. to make that change. You mm-hmm. can't just keep complaining about the same issue. Because yeah, exactly. at the end of the day, they have all the power. Mm-hmm. The people on top have all the power and they don't look like us. Yeah. Um, they don't experience the same things we do. And yeah. um, so I think we do need more people like us within that industry mm-hmm. to make that change. Yeah. Um, it's not enough just to kind of sit back and kind get of out give out about it. We need less rappers, less podcasters. <laughs> you hear me? Hop yeah, on, get yeah, me yeah, sing. Yeah, hop on. <laughs> I am, um, yeah, so like one of my initiatives right now is to, um, I set up a conference in Trinity College that's going to go from year to year. Mm. So this is the um, the conference for STEM research of, um, of African um, black descent mm. in Ireland. And um, basically what it is, is that um, I get researchers, PhD students, postdocs, 
master students to present their research in front of um, government bodies as well as um, research institutes mm -hmm. um, as well as companies like Pfizer, Intel to kind of showcase their research and get um, black and African researchers in those high positions within mm -hmm. these companies so they can make a difference. Because yeah. um, there, there is, we had a, a conference there last year and there's so many brilliant researchers in mm -hmm. Ireland that are black and it's, it's amazing like and um, these are people that you know you probably probably went to secondary school with or college with mm -hmm. but you know you kind of lose the touch with yeah. them based on like the institutions they go to because there's only a, a few that actually mm -hmm. are doing well in science for example mm -hmm. UCD Trinity Cork mm -hmm. um, so yeah so um, I'm, I'm looking for researchers as well <laughs> as well if you're African or black and um, looking to present your research or if you're a PhD student and um, we'll be hosting our conference up in May and um, yeah it's just your chance to kind of showcase yourself to um, pharmaceutical industries as well as technologies industries and, um, and research bodies as well so yeah, that's it. Um, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. Like, unless, yeah. unless, unless you have anything else you want to talk, I know you do yeah, fitness yeah. as well, but yeah, realistically, yeah. in the grand scheme of everything, that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. let's talk about that real quick. How did you get into fitness? It was, that just part so, of it? So, yeah, so fitness became a real thing for me when I started um, university, I think, because um, it, it was tough. University, like, um, the, the course itself was really, really tough, um, had a lot of pressure on me as well to do really well. Mm -hmm. um, so, I think the gym was a really good outlet for me and um, so yeah I just I enjoyed it um, and then I started being kind of more competitive towards mm -hmm. it and um, I did um, about two bodybuilding competitions back in 2019 um, and I grew to love it from there mm -hmm. um, and then recently I just got my personal trainer um, certificate as well doctor so. personal trainer <laughs> everything like and yeah. model as well for it as well uh, yeah, yeah. Look, what, what else do you want guys yeah, so yeah, so I'm taking on a few clients now at the moment now as well. Um and kind of just taking a different approach towards mm -hmm. fitness and kind of putting out all the bullshit you see on yeah. social media and stuff like that and kind of um, helping people get to their, their fitness goals pretty yeah. much. Yeah. That's it. Love to yeah. see it. Well, like I said, like one of the reasons I have you here is because mm. one, it's relevant, but yeah. two, like you said, it's it's important to see people like you in yeah. higher places and i think being on like for the media and news or being mm. just on social media talking about important things like we joke about it that oh we need yeah. less rappers and stuff like people yeah. can be whatever they want to be first yeah, of all but yeah, yeah. at the same time it's nice to see a change and it's nice to see yeah. different things and like you said like there's someone in school trying to be something and mm. they're probably looking at something and looking like yeah. that's not for me that's yeah, not yeah. somewhere that i belong do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. whether it's from our own community telling mm -hmm. them that or it's from the wider community saying that you can't be part of this so yeah. it's nice to see people breaking boundaries and yeah. making yeah i'd love to see a lot more african people a lot black more black people uh, within the science field as well um, and i think like some of the stairs i've gotten walking into lecture halls mm -hmm. and walking into these conferences and it's almost like, oh, why are you here? Yeah. Kind of thing, like, because I'm the only one there. Yeah. Um, and I think there's there needs to be a lot more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do take pride in almost being like one of the most intelligent ones in that mm -hmm. room as well. There's there's a lot of pride that comes with yeah. that. Um, and there is a lot of really really good um black students within this country mm -hmm. as well. I think the hustle when it comes to Nigerians and Africans. Oh, uh, like different. you can't fail. Like, yeah. What are you failing? Like for help? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have, we have the ability to kind of 
to get these high positions within these companies and actually mm. make a difference. Yeah. It's great. Well, yeah. thanks for coming, Yanis. Um, sorry, doctor. <laughs> doctor! Anyway, guys, yeah. it's been 18 with Yams. Um, I'm going to put all the details as usual in the description. And um, if there are any researchers, PhD people, um, scientists, that. <laughs> all of them. Everybody, anybody yeah. like that's interested in anything he's talked about. Or if you have any more questions, um, or even people that want to get fit, it's, it's still January. Like, you guys yeah, have to on your resolutions. Hit them up. And yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks and for me. Bye, guys. See you again. Yeah.